Maybe some few other things. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But those are the main things we're going to be talking about today. And as I said before, I do want to hear what you have to say because it's important to me. That's right. It's always important. Um, yeah. So we got all that going, and uh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to get started. Um I'm trying to decide whether I want to play another song or not, and I don't know. Maybe I will, and maybe I won't. I can't really find anything I want to play that suits the moment, but uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Y'all know, man. Boy, when you're dealing with computers and uh, apps and programs, you just don't know what the heck you're going to get. You really don't. And, man, I tell you, I have been fighting and fighting and fighting. But I got it together. And, bam, I'm back. Okay. So, yesterday, yesterday, the president got impeached for a second time. Not the first. The second time. And, you know, what makes it interesting is, He's like, okay, whatever, on the outside. But, you know, underneath, he is fuming once again. He's fuming. Uh, It is incredible that this has taken place again. But given the circumstances of what happened last Wednesday, is it the right thing to do? Should he be impeached again? Should he be impeached? I don't know. I don't know. That's what we're going to talk about some of the things he said during his speech at the Save America rally. Um, And I want to also bring to your attention some other people I personally feel should be implicated um, criminally or whatever, because they said some things during that speech that really didn't (laughs) didn't um, calm the crowd down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're going to get, man, I told you, I have a whole lot, a whole lot of stuff to talk about today. But let's talk about this impeachment for a moment. And um, when I was preparing for the show, see, I was going to do the show Monday, but of course I had technical difficulties. But anyway, um, I had, I've done, I had done some research and uh, yeah, you know, I was going to present it Monday, but after what has transpired this past week it fell right into place and I hopefully it'll help you understand what's what's going on with this impeachment now for those that think you know uh this impeachment is going to happen immediately no it's not okay Mitch McConnell has always already said they're not doing anything until they're scheduled to come back on the 19th which is a day before the inauguration of President-elect Joe Biden. Okay, so for all y'all up, he got impeached, blah, 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 blah. Okay, we've been here before. Okay, we've been here before. Now, would anything change once the Senate sits down and decides to hear it? Huh. That, that is up in the air still. Because by the time the Senate, um, this trial starts, the impeachment trial starts, everything supposedly or probably will have calmed down by then. You know, the immediate outrage and, you know, the, 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 I, we got to do something attitude now attitude that, that may have been, that may go on and ease on down the road. 
Okay, so we have to be cautious when you wonder what the Senate is going to do. Because he'll be gone. President Trump will be out of office then. Okay, so it's going to be a little tricky, and I'm I'm sure we'll talk more about it as, as the trial goes on, because it's going to be very tricky, because they're doing something that really has never been done before. So it's going to be one of those 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 type of trials and actions that we're going to have to pay attention to and see exactly what exactly what happens. Yeah. But anyway, let's get on with the get on. Um yesterday, House of Representatives impeached the President of the United States. Okay? And they're charging him with incitement of insurrection. Yeah. Yep. Now, remember I said it's going to be interesting because they're going to have to vote him out of office. Now, we already know he, he'll be out of office anyway. So that's where the trick comes in. You know, do you really go through with it and say, yeah, and, and you know, do all this other special stuff, spend extra money, and but he's already out of office? What is, what, what is it? What, what are the, uh, the Democrats trying to do here? Well, <laughs> they're trying to take his pension away, basically. And and that's going to be a can't say an act of Congress, because Congress would be doing it. But that that's a battle that have to be taken up um, in the courts more than likely. Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, there's a whole lot. But yeah, trying to take his pension away, um, travel expenses, Secret Service, uh, you know, details, all kind of stuff. So that is basically what. The Democrats are trying to do to put it all in a big bundle, stop him from coming to office again. That's they don't want him in office again. And at this moment, and notice I said at this moment, some Republicans are agreeing with the Democrats. Yeah, we can't have him in office anymore. We he just can't do it. Okay, as I just said a little earlier. You have to be careful with that because right now it's, yeah, he's a moron and we need to get him out of office right now. But a few weeks from now, will that attitude still be as strong as it is right now among the Republicans? Which really matters because of the impeachment trial. So, as I said, it, it sounds good right now. Yeah, he got impeached, blah, 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 blah. But it's just the first step. It's just the first step. Impeachment, you know, it's a funny thing about that word, impeachment. Everybody get excited about it. But basically, an impeachment is basically a slap on the wrist. Say, so, yeah, you, you did something wrong. We know you did wrong. Okay, carry on. That's basically what it is. If you really want to get down to the the nitty gritty part of it, that's all it is—a slap on the wrist. But the second part, now that's where it becomes interesting, because the second part is where you become convicted. Yeah, you become a criminal, <laughs> an official criminal. 
But will the Senate go through with it? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. it Because, let's be honest, there are still some Republicans that are very loyal to um, to him. Yes, very low. And actually, there's a freshman senator that, that um, what's the lady name? Um, Marjorie Taylor Green. Yeah, Marjorie Taylor Green. Now she just got elected, and she already plans to um bring articles of impeachment against Joe Biden. The man hasn't even taken office yet, and they they trying to. She want to impeach him immediately. The first day, she said, the first day. Not the tenth day, not the twentieth day. The first day, January twenty one, January twenty first. She gonna bring articles of impeachment against Joe Biden because of um, what is it? Chinese Chinese energy company and a Ukrainian energy company. Yeah, abuse of power. Yeah, that's what this lady says now. The first day. So it, let's let's be honest here. You know what we're about to get, right? The same way the same way the Democrats treated Trump, look for Biden to be treated the same way. For the most part. The only difference is is, is the 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 uh, Democrats have the Senate now, for the most part, which only really becomes um, important in case of a tie. Then Kamala Harris, the Vice President, will sit in. Is who is the President of the Senate will break the tie? Yeah. So. This is going to be an interesting presidency. It, it really is because I, I really see a lot of the Republicans going after Joe Biden just because. Yeah, just because. <laughs> so that's that's basically what's what's going on with with this impeachment thing, and um, it, it's going to be a, a bumpy ride. Let's put it that way. It's going to be a bumpy ride. But anyway. So, this impeachment, they 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 um charged him with inciting an insurrection. And you know, when you when you start thinking about that inciting an insurrection, what in the world? In other words, he said some stuff that got some people up so, so hyped up to where they wanted to the, the, the raid the Capitol building. But if you go and look at it legally, um just to say incite insurrection is a very broad term. It is. It's a very broad term. Incite. The definition now out of um, Black's Law Dictionary, incite to provide or stir up. That's the verb version, the noun version, incitement, the act or an instance of provoking, urging on, or stirring up the act of persuading another person to commit a crime. Okay. Inciter, a person who incites another to commit a crime and or a better. Now, those are the definitions right there. Okay. 
of incite. Now, insurrection is a violent revolt against an oppressive authority, usually, listen to this, a government. All right. Now, you have some other uh, um, definitions and things that fall under insurrection. You have implied intent, okay, which is a person's state of mind that can be inferred from a speech or conduct or from a language used in an instrument to which the person is a party. Okay, that was implied intent. Then you have, under, now this is under insurrection, manifest intent that is apparent or obvious based on the availability, available circumstantial evidence, even if dire evidence of intent is not available. All right, also you have ulterior intent. The intent that passes beyond a wrongful act and relates to the objective for the sake of which the act is done to change the outcome of of the electoral vote in Congress. So that was the ulterior intent. That's what they meant to do. Put it that way. That's what they meant to do. Okay. Now, when you say insurrection, you can break it down to either these definitions right here, or you can just leave it at an insurrection, which basically covers it all. And in this instance, I think it does cover it all because there was an implied you know, intent. He wanted to get them riled up. He wanted to get them hyped. Manifest intent. See, that would be a hard one to prove, okay? But if you go back to implied intent, then yes, you're looking for manifested, uh, and you do have manifest intent. And then the ulterior motive, as we like to say, and this word is ulterior intent, you know, what? what why did you want to have them so hype? Why, why, why? To storm the Capitol building. Get them up to where they'll storm the Capitol building. You know, and, and another interesting thing about this is when when you take an, um, say, ulterior intent, which doesn't mean ulterior motive. No, when you think about that, you, you still wonder, it still leaves, leaves you a little flabbergasted. That's a good word, flabbergasted, about how did they do this? How did they get past the barriers? How did they even get inside, even if they did get past the barriers? How did that happen? But what we have learned um, since last Wednesday is there were some people aiding these individuals, congressional individuals, some law enforcement individuals. We often say, you know, when things like this happen, there has to be some inside help. And in this case, it was. Which goes to prove the point that <laughs> there are those in law enforcement and other parts of the government that are complicit with some of the things that have gone on in this country. 
Now, I've, I've read it. I've heard it. Well, you know, this is no different from what they did when George Floyd was killed or the Black Lives Matter was marching, blah, 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 blah. Question is, is it the same? Can that generalization be made that a riot is a riot? No matter what the the purpose is behind it? Can we say that? Okay, we can say that. A riot is a riot. And we'll just leave it right there. But you know, I can't just leave it right there because I don't know if a riot is a riot. What is the purpose behind the riots? What caused the riots? Well, with Black Lives Matter and all these protests that we saw last year, it was over the death of innocent people of color. Now, Yes, there were right. There were there were looters. There were people destroying things. But the question becomes: Were those members a part of the peaceful protest that t- t- had taken place earlier, or were they just someone trying to come in and get some free stuff? Just agitators, as we call them. Now there have been reports that agitators have come in during um, peaceful peaceful protests and destroy things just to change the narrative of from a peaceful protest to a destructive protest. Yeah. But riot or protest or what they call it, Save America rally that took place last Wednesday This wasn't anything that was that that was uh how can I put it based on truth it's not it wasn't anything that had a fundamental uh, a fundamental thought behind it a bunch of people getting together deciding getting together deciding that they didn't like. Uh, what their fellow citizens had decided. Based on fabrications, twisted truth from people in charge. And in this instance, it started from the head shed all the way down. Most of these people out here that were protesting last Wednesday, it was interesting because if you asked them why they were protesting, why they were there, it was the same thing over and over, regurgitated nonsense. That's what it was. But yet they were there, believing that they were right. Although evidence, numerous evidence show that they were not. Over and over and over again. They were there. With the intent of changing the election results. 
one way or another. So, when you think about it, a riot is not just a riot. You have to look at the purpose behind it. You have to look at what caused it. Yeah. And when you look at it that way, it wasn't good, man. It wasn't good. Now, the president-elect came out and made a speech and say, America, this is not who we are. We are better than this. The president came out and said, well, you know, I love y'all. Look at the Patriots. I'm paraphrasing what he said, okay, in this instance. America, believe it or not, no matter what kind of glasses you're looking through, this is who America is. This is what America is. This administration has not only uh, uh, encouraged and brought people out that had undercover racism, bigotry, whatever you want to call it. This administration has encouraged it, you know, embraced it, and rolled with it. So give me a minute. I want y'all to think about that, okay? Think about that for a hot minute. It's very interesting. Bills on my mindset, I can't deny they're getting high, higher than my income, income's breadcrumbs, I've been trying to survive, the glow that the sun gets right around sunset, helps me realize, this is just a journey, drop your worries, you are gonna turn out fine, oh, you turn out fine. You gotta keep your head up, oh, and you can let your head down, hey, you gotta keep your head up, oh, and you can let your head down, All right, we're back. All right, so, you, did you think about it? Huh? Did you, did you really give us some thought as to what I said? Those riots showed who America is, what America is. Still, after all these years, with interracial couples, with uh, uh, in government across the nation, yet we still have individuals that are upset and that are willing to do whatever it takes to keep their country, as they say, their country.
But we want to walk around and say, no, that's not how it is. We have progressed. We are better now. But what happened last Wednesday shows we are not better. I don't know if we can even say we are close to being better. Because our actions say something totally different. Now you have you're going to have those running around saying, "Well, Joe Biden is not my president." Just like there were those running around saying, "Donald Trump is not my president." But here's a news flash for you. If you're a citizen of this country, they are your president. I mean, it's logical. Maybe yeah, it's logical. It's actual fact. Unless you have some country um, on your own. <laughs> but basically, it's, it's the truth. And we also have to realize that we have to realize that until we decide to work together, we're always going to have this division. And I've said it often. The problem is everybody concentrates on one person, on one person, the president of the United States. We should be concentrating on Congress, but I'm not going to get on that yet, okay? I'm not going to get on that. Because what we have seen the last four years is a Congress that enabled a, a, a president to further divide our country, to build a movement up, majority, white people, that believe their country is going by the wayside. Their country. Listen to what I'm saying. Their country, because that's what they call it. Their country. And this man has constantly over and over and over again said things and done things to process a lie. To keep the thought process alive. And now it came down to breaking into the Capitol. Breaking into the Capitol. They can't say it was Black Lives Matter. They can't say it was Antifa. Of course, some of them are trying. But none of those groups were there. These were all out mega Donald Trump supporters. That's who was there. And it's interesting that once you start looking at that, you you start wondering, are we back 
in the 60s and the 50s again? Are we? Because that's what it looked like. That's what it looked like. But, you know, thinking about this impeachment and they only have only gone after the president. The president was not the singular individual that uh, riled up these people at their rally. They weren't. There were others. You're not you don't hear about them right now because all the focus is on the president. Because let's be honest, Democrats want him gone. They want him out. They want him done to where he will not run ever again for public office, federal office. He will not have a hold on the Republican Party the way he has it now. Which is interesting because, (laughs) oh, quickly how they turn. But see, those those are the things that I think about when I was thinking about when I saw those riots. You want to respect the and, and see, here's the other thing: all that went on, but they were upset when athletes took a knee, Kaepernick took a knee, people take a knee. They upset about that. But a lot of people are not upset. They enjoyed. They say it should have happened the storming of the Capitol. They're okay with that. Our thought processes are flawed. You know, and when we when we start processing that, it should be a scary thing for you. It should be. I don't know if it is, but it's scary. To believe that one person could control so many people by what comes out of the trap, their mouth. Let's let's not forget the FBI. The FBI. Think about it now. Went after Martin Luther King Jr. Malcolm X didn't have to worry about outsiders. Why? Because his some of his own people went against him. Go on for so long to the 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 tipping point was raiding the Capitol. Why are you upset? You encourage that. You accept that. You let that go on. Congressmen, people that are elected by citizens. By citizens. Sit there and allow this individual over four years to get a group of people so riled up that they had to do something. It had to be done. It was a necessary evil. 
You know, and, and uh, in, another interesting part was you had congressmen participating, law enforcement participating, veterans participating. So that's just not the quote-unquote low-income individuals on the other side of the tracks. Prominent individuals that felt a need to storm the Capitol. Crazy. But that's where we are. So once again, when you hear these individuals get up and say, we are, this is not who we are, they're not looking at the real picture. They're not. The real picture is we're in trouble. We're a fractured nation. That's what, I mean, that's it. No other way to look at it. Now, can you imagine what would have happened if the Black Lives, a Black Lives Matter organization was to show up? One of these uh, new Black Panther Party organizations had shown up. Can you say the outcome would have been different? Would there have been more bloodshed? More death? Given the history of this country, given the history of what we know, yes, we can say yes to that. We can truly say yes to that. So those are the things you have to look at when when we start uh, viewing these things on the boob to all over television. Oh my God! Looks what happening! Ah, da, 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 da. You have to go inside of that. As I, as I mentioned before, you know, as the reports have been coming in, yes, there were some inside help. Of course, it was. It couldn't have been done without it. Now the reports coming out saying, well, it was pre-planned. I mean, they found two pipe bombs. People coming with vehicles loaded with weapons. Was that just coincidental? No, it wasn't. In, in the, no. I can't even say the word again. No, it wasn't. But they were not there. See, this is the interesting part that nobody wants to talk about. They weren't there just to to stop the elections. They were there to defend their country in case Black Lives Matter, New Black Panther Party, uh, this other organization that walks around armed were to show up. Then they would have their civil war. Nobody wants to talk about that because that was the ultimate purpose. I know that sounds harsh, but it's the truth. It's the truth. 
Think about it now. If they do not have respect for their own, quote unquote, federal buildings and, and traditional habits, how do they think about me and you? I'm just putting it out there. But anyway, anyway, let's continue to talk a little bit about this, this thing, because, you know, I, I got a um, text that said he wasn't the leader. He was just the catalyst. And I agree. I said this earlier in the show. He didn't get them riled up. He was just the catalyst. Yeah. I said this before. Because there was others within the whole four years. There were others. But Wednesday, it came to the bubble. It came to the top. They wanted their country. But you don't have to believe me. I can tell you. I'm about to tell you some other things. You know, I really am. <laughs> oh, Lord. But before before we get to last week and what happened, let's go back to People Magazine in 1998. See, as I tell you all a lot of times, you know, and I just told you a little while ago, everybody wants to just look at the surface of things and just leave it like that. But no. But what's on top, there's more underneath that has helped it get to the top. You know, People Magazine, 1998. Donald Trump said, if I were to run, I run as a Republican. They're the dumbest group of voters in the country. They believe anything on Fox News. I could lie, and they still eat it up. I bet my numbers would be terrific. Now, either that man was a prophet or he knew something ahead that nobody else knew. They believe anything on Fox News. You know, that's a fact. Until the president told them Fox News was raggedy, that Fox News wasn't telling the truth. But not only did they do that, they created uh, other news channels, Newsmax, to rival Fox News. Pushing that, and they started watching that. Okay, it just, <laughs> do you see this? But wait a minute. I could lie, and they'll still eat it up. Don't we know that has been happening from the time he took office? And he's right. They have eaten it up. And his poll numbers, his poll numbers among Republicans are high. That's right. Say, remember those eight years of Obama brought about the Tea Party and everything else that showed how they truly felt. That is so true. Because that's when the Tea Party showed up in full force. Not as, you know, dynamic as this group. Yeah. 
Another text says, there are some still in office who are pissed that it didn't work to cause a civil war. They are sitting back trying to figure out another way to get it done. Exactly. Exactly. But remember I said he wasn't the only one um, that should be looked at for this thing? Okay, I just got to text say, where did the tea party go? The tea party, they're still there. There's still some remnants, remnants of the tea party. Okay, a lot of them got voted out of office. A lot of them joined this movement here. But the Tea Party is not as vocal or as visual as they used to be. Because they kind of have blended in with the mega group to a certain extent. Except for my friend Ted Cruz. And y'all know y'all know how I feel about Ted Cruz. <laughs> well, y'all know how I feel about Ted Cruz. I'm not gonna go there yet. I'm not. So let's look at some of the other people that, that spoke during the Save America rally in Washington DC. I ain't this is <laughs> That's why I said there's more than I know they want Trump bad, but they need to go after some of these other individuals as well. Let's start with um, representative from Alabama, Mo Brooks, who gave a stirring speech. Oh, he was hyped, y'all. Yeah, I watched the I watched the whole thing. Yep. So, because I know I wanted to talk about it. More Mo Brooks. He ended his speech with, the fight starts today. That's what he said. The fight starts today. Then there was Eric Trump and his wife. I tell you all the time, there are key words to when these people talk. And they, you think they're talking to you, but they're talking to others. Okay, there's always key words here. Eric Trump and his wife said, "We're going to take our country back. We need to march on the Capitol today." Key words: going to take our country. Okay. And then, there, of course, there was great cousin Rudy, Rudy Giuliani. Rudy was so hyped, he brought a guest with him, a professor, a professor named John Eastman, who went on to claim it was legal for Mike Pence to overturn electors' votes. And then he gave all these great, you know, analysis of how the voting machines were off and Da, 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 and they got hyped. And once Rudy was through spitting on people and, and, and looking crazy, he finished with, 
Let's have a trial by combat. A trial by combat. The fight. Combat. Take our going to take our country back. Messages. Messages. You know, we sitting up there sitting there uh, uh just looking like oh okay here they go here they go say they hype those people up and step back and watch those people make fools of them themselves exactly because during Donald Trump's speech he said let's go in now here we going to go and march on on the capitol and I'll be right there with you he said that. But of course, we know he went and got in his little black truck and went on back to the White House. Now, during Donald Trump's speech, there was a whole lot of stuff going on when he was talking. You know, we know when the president gives a speech, Nine times out of ten, whatever is written for him right there in front of him, he's not going to follow it. He's going to go off the hip. Which made yesterday's speech so funny. He made the, the little speech yesterday afternoon he made about, you know, he don't want no violence, that blah, blah, blah. I said that, and I listened to that. I said, oh, my gosh. He's trying to do damage control. We know he didn't write that speech because in it, the speech said, I want to be clear. (laughs) Never in the four years he's been in office has he said the term, I want to be clear. I denounce violence. I blah, 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 blah. Dude, in four years, you have never, never said anything negative about violence when your people were involved. But all of a sudden, to yesterday, you want to sit in front of the desk, try and look presidential, and read exactly what somebody read that wrote for you and told you you better read it? It's too late. Your colors are shown. Your people's colors are show, have shown. But who's going to buy that? Once again, that wasn't for us. That wasn't for the normal Joe. In other words, what he was telling them was, look, on the 20th, don't do nothing. They waiting on you. That's basically what that message said. Remember September 29th in a debate with Joe Biden when asked about the Proud Boys. Stand down and stand by. Then a couple of days later, he came back and and said something uh, uh, that was halfway against what he said before on the 29th. There's a pattern here. But now you want to say you want to change your spots all of a sudden? No. It's not for us. These messages, these things are not for us. 
They're not. That's what we have to pay attention to. You have to go below the surface. The surface is smooth. They're going to show you what they want you to see. What most of you will accept. These are not assumptions. They are facts. 99% of the people in this country read a headline and that's what they go on. 75% may actually read the article. But that's the only article they're going to read uh, referencing that topic. And that's what they're going to go on. You have to go below the surface. Anything you do, you have to go below the surface. You have to dig. You know, there's there's a passage in the Bible, I think it says, um, study to show thyself approved. Well, that goes with everything in life, too. You have to dig. You have to work. You have to look, look, look. I know it's a message I say all the time on the show, but it's the facts. So when you see an individual like that sitting in on your tube, because most people turn the channel anyway. Unfortunately, I want to, but I can't because I do this show. So I have to suffer through a lot of times. But when you see somebody sitting there and listening, you listening to the words they are saying, are you really listening to the words they are saying? Because that is where the messages are coming through at. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I kind of got sidetracked there for a moment. But I'm trying to get you to understand what is really going on in this country. What we witnessed last Wednesday, it should have told you everything. Now, let me tell you how slick these individuals are, okay? Because at the end of the rally, you know, the president got up and he said his little, um, he gave his speech. And he said a lot of things in that speech. And what the crowd replied, there was one point, what, seven minutes in, into it, the crowd was replying, fight for Trump, fight for Trump, fight for Trump. Now it has gone from fighting for their country to fighting for Trump. See how the loyalty goes back and forth? It went from the country to an individual. Yeah. Now, 16 minutes in, 16 minutes in, and I'm going to tell you why these two things I'm about to read to you are are very interesting to me. Okay. Like I said, I watched the original. I watched the original speech. Um, 16 minutes in, you know, after going through, you know, his little spiel about how the election was going and blah, 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 blah. President said, after this, we're going to walk down, and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down. We're going to walk down anyone you want. But I think right here, we're going to walk down to the Capitol, 
and we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. We're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them, but you will never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength, and you have to be strong. Now, that's what that man said, 16 minutes in. In other words, get ready. We're about to do this thing. All the time knowing he wasn't going to walk down there with those people. But the message had been given for us military individuals. The op order had been given. Suit up. We got a mission. Your SP time is, okay, that's for us transportation people. I know a lot of y'all don't understand that, but yeah. Let's go. Our time is coming. Now, that is what I originally heard that, you know, when I heard the speech. But let's go back to 18 minutes in the same speech. Okay. Now, I've gone from watching the original to watching a, a, a copy somebody had posted. And this is what I heard. We have come to demand that Congress do the right thing and only count the electors who have been lawfully slated. Lawfully slated. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Today we will see whether Republicans stand, stand strong for integrity of our elections. But whether or not they stand strong for our country, our country, our country has been under siege for a long time, far longer than this four-year period. We set it on a march, much straighter course, a much, I thought, four more years. I thought it would be easy. Then he went on to talk about creating space force, blah, 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 blah. But you see how quickly, did you see how quickly the message changed? Yes, let's throw peacefully in there. Okay, that's a legal strategy. So whoever goes back and listens to an actual copy of what really happened, you see the word peacefully. Oh, he said peacefully. So that 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 kind of, you know, says he wasn't inciting anything. But right after that, patriotically, make your voices heard. But whether or not they stand for our country, our country, our country has been under siege for a long time far longer than this four-year period. See, what that was was a reference back to the Obama administration. Okay, that's what that was. Why 
We've set it on a much straighter course. Make America great again. Save America rally. Key words, messages, and all of it. Now, that's what came out. You know, that's what was said. Now, here's the thing uh, uh, about this. As I said before, I read the first one in 16 minutes in. Excuse me, 16 minutes in, it said nothing about peaceful. But then we roll back two minutes later. Now it's got to be peaceful and patriotic. It's a play on words with messages embedded. I know I keep saying messages embedded because that's what this is. Now, when the Senate have this this so-called trial, whenever they have it, nobody's going to dig in like that. They're not. Because they don't want you to know this. Let's think about this thing. You know, this just popped in my head. Now, you had people break into your place of business where you do your lawmaking, supposedly, you had to, some of you run and hide in certain places and just wait, come back, and you're supposed to get on your thing duty. You know, you're supposed to do what you do. But yet there were still some Ted Cruz, Mo Brooks, that decided they were going to continue to carry out this falsehood. They were going to continue to carry out the message. Something is wrong with that, people. It really is. It really is. Some would say it's demonic. That's what it is. That's what some people say is demonic. Because I often ask the question, how can one person control so many people? But we see it. We have seen it. Heck, there's an event, and not to mention the evangelicals. They're up in their pulpits preaching, calling Jesus 800 times that President Trump will do another eight years. He'll be reelected. There's a preacher down in Frisco, Texas. that told his flock in the pulpit while talking in tongues that they have an executive order, not from the government, from a higher uh, <laughs> higher organization saying that President Trump was going to be president for another four years. Last time I did a show, I played a clip from this group, this show called Flashpoint. Where evangelicals told individuals, make sure you at the rally on Wednesday. It's going to be a great rally. Make sure you're there. But this pastor in Frisco, he went in further and told his congregation, have your rifles ready. These are supposed to be religious individuals. Notice I said supposed to be because something is wrong with them. 
Who are they following? Talking in tongues. That's where your message came from, talking in tongues, huh? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not joking, y'all. This pastor name was Brandon Burden of the Kingdom Life in Frisco City, Texas. And they have an executive order to keep Trump in office. Now, I, 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 you know what? I wasn't, I wasn't even thinking this way, but it just came to me. Just imagine. Uh, just imagine. If today, 2021, you have ministers up in their pulpit, their so-called holy place, saying this message using the Bibles for this type of craziness. Imagine what they did back in the slave days. Um, I, that just came to me. They have always used some liminal messages in the way they talk to use it to their advantage, to speak to their people. Yeah, we we get our little spots here and there. Yeah. But let's talk a little bit about, uh, I'm not going to get too deep into what I just said. Let's talk a little bit. I may say that for another show. Let's talk about uh, a little bit about, um, um, (laughs) <laughs> I just got a text that says the Bible has always been used to brainwash people. Facts. Can't say it's not facts. We have many examples. But we're not going to go there. Right? We're not going to go there today. Let's talk about some other things, some of these messages that um were said by Trump. Two minutes in, we will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. You don't concede when there's stuff involved. Never give up. Never concede. It doesn't happen. In other words, we are not going to stop. That is just not going to happen. That's not going to happen. So if you think what happened last week is the end of it, no. It's not. Four minutes in, our country has had enough. Notice the words, our country. Our country has had enough. We will not take it anymore. And that's what this is all about. That's the message. We will not take it anymore, and that's what this is all about. To use a favorable term that all of you people really came up with, we will stop the steal. Now, most people say steal the votes, steal the election. No, they're talking about stealing their country because they truly believe that their country is being stolen out from under them. Congress this year will be one of the most diverse Congresses in the history of this country. 
You got trans people got elected. You got gay individuals got elected, although they already had gay, you know. But anyway, that's a whole other show it too. Um, you know, more females in a in a, in an institution that has traditionally be been run by white men. Let's go on and say what it is. And they feel that it's been stolen from them. Their dominance is being stolen. So let's stop that now. We're not going to have this anymore. And that's when, um, no, wait a minute. Then the six-minute mark, it goes, there's never been anything like this. We will not let them silence our your voices. We're not going to let it happen. Not going to let it happen. That's when the crowd goes, fight for Trump, fight for Trump, fight for Trump. Then it goes from there to we love Trump, we love Trump, we love Trump. Listen to that. You know, and, and sitting there looking at this and you hearing them chant this, you what, what, what you just shake your head like what the heck is going on here? What really happened here? But, you know, as humans, we hitch our, our wagon to anybody we think are, is our savior, our, our golden goose. Because you can't say this that was just a Trump thing. Remember when uh, uh was in office? A lot of times they'd be chanting, Obama, 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 blah, blah, blah. So don't think we as a people are immune from this type of situation. Because there's still some people out there right now that will argue you down that, Obama was the best president ever, even though he had many flaws as well. See, because we fail to figure some things out. Yeah, we fail to figure some things out. Hmm. Okay. Well, I see I got a call. I want to say something, so I, I, I'll be good. I know y'all tired of listening to me right now, so let's see who we have here. Okay, area code 952. Welcome to the show. Who do I have here, and what do you have for me? I'm hanging on with my friend tomorrow. Tina. And I'm sorry. I can't hear you. Say that again. Shall I meet? I'm asking, shall I come your house or should we meet at the restaurant, a coffee shop? What? And she she say on the Okay. I have no idea who that is and somebody trying to derail me, so goodbye. Oh yeah. I, I got when I do that I have to pick it y'all. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you have to send them on their way. It's called a troll. Good for your stats or not good for your show. Okay, anyway, <laughs> as we were talking about, um, yeah. 
Then 11.25 into it, he said, We are gathered together in the heart of our nation's capital for one very basic and simple reason, to save our democracy. Does he say to save our democracy? (laughs) My goodness. Very basic and simple reason to save our democracy. Let's go back eight weeks. We want to go back and we want to get this right because we're going to have somebody in there that should not be in there and our country will be destroyed and we're not going to stand for that. Notice there's always our country will be destroyed and we're not going to stand for that. Y'all see that, right? We're not going to let it happen. Not going to let it happen. We won't let our country be destroyed. We're not going to stand for it. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. 29 minutes in, we will not be intimidated into accepting the hoaxes and the lies that we've been forced to believe over the past several weeks. Okay? That's crazy. See, messages, messages, messages. (laughs) Yeah. Now, that's just 29 minutes into his speech. 29 minutes in. And yes, y'all, I went and listened to a speech, and that's where I got all these notes from. Yep. 43 minutes in, and for some reason, Mitch and the group, they don't want to put it there. And they don't realize that that's going to be the end of the Republican Party as we know it. But it's never going to be the end of us. Never. Let them get out. Now, I'm going to stop right there for a moment. Now, when this first started, you know, back in this president, what would do thing? Get out of our country. Go back to your country. Go back to where you come from. You remember all that? So here's it being used in the speech. Just say it another way. Just say it another way. Let the weak ones get out. This is a time for strength. They also want to indoctrinate our children in school by teaching them things that aren't so. They want to indoctrinate your children. Y'all hear that, right? Not only do they want to take our country, but now they want to teach your kids something different, that people are people. They want to teach your kids that there was slavery in this country. You, They want to teach your people that black people did invent some things. But we can't let them teach your children that because that will show how much we have deceived you, how much we have lied to you. How much we have crusted over the truth to make you think that you are superior. We cannot have that. If they want to do that, go back to your country where you came from. And when he started talking about uh, uh, indoctrinating, he talking about the 1619 Project. Remember when that came out, he fought it so hard, he decided he wanted to do uh, an executive order 
talking about only patriotic things will be taught in school, a patriotic education. A patriotic education? More patriotic than what it is right now? These are the messages that are in things like this. But if you haven't gone and looked into previous actions, then you don't understand the trail. You do not understand what is being done right in front of your eyes. And granted, some of you don't want to know. You could care less because it's not affecting your bubble. Well, find it. Stay in your bubble. But for those that really want to know, you got to look, baby. You got to search. You have to listen. You have to see, look. It's right there in front of you on a daily. On a daily. You just don't want to believe it. Um, let's see what else. What else was it? It's all a part of comprehensive assault on our democracy, and the American people is finally standing up and saying no. This crowd is again a testament to it. I did no advertising. I did nothing. In other words, what he's saying is, only thing I had to do is say nothing. Just come on, do a tweet here and there, and y'all get the message, and here y'all are. We're ready to go to war today. (laughs) Are we into it? He said, this is not just a matter of domestic politics. This is a matter of national security. So today, in addition to challenging the certification of the election, I'm calling on Congress and the state legislatures to quickly pass sweeping election reforms, and you better do it before we have no country left. Today is not the end. It's just the beginning. In other words, what he's basically saying is, Georgia, y'all need to get Stacey Abrams in check. Because from her work that she did, it cost us. It cost us. And we cannot allow that to happen again. We underestimated a darkie. Yeah, I'm going to keep it real today. I don't care. It's Thursday. No, we underestimated that darkie. We didn't realize she could get it done. And a woman. And we know he has no love for women of color. At all. So he was outsmarted by a woman of color. Cannot be allowed. See, now, none of y'all figured that out from, from what I just read. But that's a fact. You can go and look it up. He thinks Stacey Abram just 
con the heck out of the governor of Georgia to get him to sign a document that is legal. It's not legal. It's not right. She outsmarted us. And we can't have that. <laughs> um, what about a minute later, he said, we must stop the steal and then we must ensure that such outrageous election fraud never happens again, can never be allowed to happen again. Messages. Messages. They're there. Donald Trump, okay. Uh, a few minutes later, he said, and we fight. We fight like hell. And if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. Now, see, now it's getting close to time. Getting close to SP time. Getting close to SP time. I done planted these seeds now. They're going to indoctrinate your children. They're going to steal your democracy. They're going to steal your country. We fight. We fight like hell. And if you don't, you're not going to have a country anymore. Keywords country. We done went back from children, yours to the country. Patriots, stand up. Check your equipment. It's about that time. It's about that time. These are the messages that are being portrayed. Um, see another minute. Our exciting adventures and bold set endeavors have not yet begun. My fellow Americans, for our movement, now it's our movement for our children, for our beloved country. Now what we're doing, we tying it all together. And then we're saying it's going to be an exciting adventure and boldest endeavor. Listen to that. Then he says, my fellow Americans, I'm with you. You with me. We got this. We got this. For our movement, make America great again. That's the movement, right? Make America great again. Let's take it back to where it was. Let's do this. First know thyself, welcome to the show. Let's do this. For our children. We done threw the children back in because, you know, they can't be indoctrinated. They can't be taught anything different than what they have been taught over all these years. No truth. And for our beloved country. And I say this, despite all that's happened, the best is yet to come. All right, SP, SP time getting ready, y'all. Get ready, get ready. Gonna, gonna get your equipment ready. We're getting closer now. <laughs> messages, baby, messages all throughout. But the normal Joe would look at that and just start laughing. Yeah, yeah, okay. But there's messages. They're deploying. 
don't think they aren't. Reports come out of FBI say they're playing rallies in all 50 states, armed rallies. Yeah. But what they didn't tell you was why that was going on in in uh, Washington, D.C. Trial run was being done elsewhere. Oh, yeah. Minnesota State Capitol, the Arizona State Capitol, the Oregon State Capitol. I'm just saying. I, I, I'm just saying. So there have been trial runs. Beasley, what's up? There have been trial runs, but you have to be distracted one way just so you won't notice what's going on elsewhere. Now, uh, first, know that says, so hello, Mr. Tall. Please don't forget the inciting language that was used over the summer by Mad Max. He talking about Maxine Waters and the other officials that encouraged the destruction caused by Black Lives Matter. See? And we talked about that at the beginning of the show. At the beginning of the show. You always have to compare it to something else to make themselves look to justify what it is that they are doing. Nobody has overlooked that. No, that's first. Know thyself. Nobody overlooked that. But I'm gonna continue on where I am right now. I'm trying to get me sidetracked. Okay, so there's more though. There's more. Many twelve in. So we're going to we're going to walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. I love Pennsylvania Avenue. And we're going to the Capitol and we're going to try and give then there was a pause. The Democrats are hopeless. They're never voting for anything, not even one vote. But we're going to try and give our Republicans the weak ones because the strong ones don't need any of our help. We're going to try and give them the kind of pride and boldness that they need to take back our country. <laughs> That's it. Beasley say what? People can't do no wrong, so why debate? Because that's what we do, Beasley. That's what we need to do. We need to discuss. Not necessarily debate, but discuss. But we need to pay attention to what's going on as well. Purple Peel, welcome to the show. But that's that's what that's where we are, man. Black Lives Matter, not talking about taking back their country. Are they? They're trying to get some justice as far as stop killing innocent black folk. You know, and don't the base says, you know, the perceived double standard. In that case, um, um, myself, as I said at the beginning of the show, I guess we can say basically a riot is a riot. That's it. A riot is a riot. But that's not true. 
No one infiltrated these so-called patriots. They're out there on their own. They listen to their leaders, their their code words, their uh, 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 messages within the message, and they're ready. They were given the SP time. They were given orders, their op order, and they executed. <laughs> they executed it. Yeah. What? As I said also earlier in the show, you just can't look at Donald Trump for the, what has gone on, especially not that day. Eric Trump, his wife, Rudy Giuliani, Donald Trump Jr., Katrina Pearson, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, who's, who happens to be under investigation himself for crookedness. Cruz, who I really despise. Because how are you standing up for someone that has insulted your entire family, insulted you to your face? But you want to stand here and defend him and, and with what you know is wrong? It's wrong. But that's what you want to do. But anyway, I got another caller I want to come in. Let me see what we got here. All right, area code 612, welcome to the show. What you got for me today? Who I'm talking yes, to? Yes, yeah, my name is Mike, man. Thank you for taking my call. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, Mike. How are you, man? Doing well, sir. Maybe Good. I was hoping to offer you a different perspective on the uh, whole issue with the Capitol. Because, uh, you know, I've been hearing a lot of people put out certain statements, and, you know, I, you know, I, like, I like watching the NBA and, I was I was interested by all the player interviews after that, and they kept saying stuff like, you know, could you imagine if that was black people and they would have, you know, and and how they would have reacted? And I can't believe these people weren't even getting made or arrested or shot at or anything or no flashbangs or anything. And mm-hmm. I, and I was kind of surprised that people putting that out there. And I'm like, that that's not exactly accurate as to what went down. And people seem to also forget what actually happened last spring after the George Floyd murder. Because I'm from Minneapolis, so in Minneapolis, the three days after the murder, when we saw the protest, the mayor of Minneapolis told the, the police and the National Guard to stand down for three days. Uh-huh. And for three days, we had our city lit on fire, businesses getting looted and, and burned, people's homes getting lit on fire, broken into, people's cars getting lit on fire, and the, and the police did nothing for three days. The people had got to do whatever they wanted. Right. So people got to have some context when they talk about these things and, and not and not trying to paint this as a one-sided issue. In America, you know, unfortunately, recently, they let protesters get away with too much, in my opinion. But I understand in America, we got this whole you know, the freedom of speech aspect, and we try to respect the rights of people to protest. But I feel like sometimes, you know, they let people get too far with it. And so, you know, now, now you're looking at a situation where the people on the right – they just watched all spring and summer people on the left rioting and looting and, and going crazy. And they're mm-hmm. thinking, okay, so if it's okay for them to do that when they're angry, then it's going to be okay for us to do what we want when we're angry. You get what I'm saying? So it's both sides you. on this. You know, what I mean? yeah. you know what I mean? So 
and my thing is it's all about perspective, right? So I'm not I'm not asking anyone to agree with what the people, you know, all the Trump supporters, how they feel. I'm asking you to agree with them. I'm just saying as a human being, put yourself in their shoes and realize what you're seeing is the same thing we saw from the Black Lives Matter protesters. Not the same cause. I'm talking about the same psychology. But what do I mean by that? You got two sets of people, both got a grievance. They feel like a certain injustice went down, and then they feel like the people in power are not taking it serious. They feel like the people that are their leadership are not doing anything. And so they feel like they got to take action in their own hands because justice is not being done. Both sides. And I'm not telling you to equate the side, but I'm just saying they both got the same psychology. And when people feel that way, that's when people take start doing, you know, irrational things and do things maybe violent or extreme that they would never they wouldn't do in a normal situation. And so I think if people started looking at a situation like that, you'd realize this is across the board a problem in our country. Okay. Um First, before before I, I forget what I was going to ask you, in Minneapolis, what side of town did those those um protests and riots take place? Are you talking about in Minneapolis? Yes. You saw me. It started in the south side where I, I'm from, that part of town, and it went all the way into St. Paul because we got we have two cities. We call the Twin uh-huh. Cities, so it went all the way into St. Paul down University Avenue, call a part of to an area called Midway. Okay, so is it a predominantly black area, or is it mixed area, a business area? What is what? I mean, what are these areas you're talking about? Right. So that part of Minneapolis, so on Lake Street, that area is a little bit more mixed. It has black, uh, a lot of like Africans, like Somalians. Um, there's a, there's a decent number of like you know Asians, like Hmong and Vietnamese, some Mexicans. Um, the north side of our city in Minneapolis is, is more like African-American predominantly. And a lot of people from that part of town came down into South Minneapolis in that area and were part of the rioting and the looting. And then when you go into St. Paul, Midway, that area is, is similar to South Minneapolis where it's a lot of, you know, black, Mexican, Somalian, you know, Asian area. So it's mixed, but it's mixed amongst, like, minorities, if you will. It's not like a, like a white area. Okay. All right. And you said uh, the law enforcement were told stand down, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. The, the mayor told the National Guard and the police to stand down. In fact, the mayor told the because remember, they surrounded the police station first. And uh-huh. the mayor, the cops were, remember, the cops were all on the roof and stuff because the people surrounded the police department. And they kind of uh-huh. had like a city. And so eventually the mayor told the police to leave. The police abandoned the police station. They fled. And then that's when the rioters came in and lit the police station on fire. And then that's when they went. And then when they saw that, that let them know, hey, it's a green light. We're spread through town all the way all across the city. All the young people came out and were like, hey, man, everyone can hit a lick. And everyone went out and got themselves a new, you know, brand new pair of J's, a brand new outfit. A new flat screen and and, and a PS and a PlayStation. You know what I'm saying? Like it was open season. It was Christmas. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Um. Yeah, that was unfortunate. That really was. Uh, but I I do believe that what took place Wednesday and from what took place over the, during the spring, 
Yeah, they both can be classified as uh, riots or whatever with, you know, or however you want to say it, but they were for different reasons, number one. Number two, uh, you can honestly say that the riots that happened over the summer, they were infiltrated by others. Can we say that? And they just happened to be, since they're going through, they were, well, before, since they were going, you know, it was, it was happening during the Black Lives Matter march, you know, it got associated with the entire movement. Correct? Well, what percentage are you saying? So, for example, if I were to say uh, well, the people that were looting and, and, and lighting stuff on fire, well, what percentage well, would you honest. say were young black people versus a non-young black person? How many? 10%, 20%? That just joined in or actually started it? I'm talking about the people that were actually doing it. The people that were running up in stores, stealing everything, lighting everything on fire, lighting people's cars on fire, lighting people's homes on fire, breaking into people's homes, stealing their stuff. I'm talking about that. The stuff that went down there in the spring. Uh, I would say about 5%. I'm not really, I don't think it was as many as, as we're led to believe. 5%, well, what do you mean? Only 5% were, were black or 5% were non, yeah. non-black yeah. people getting involved? No, 5%, I say 5% were black. From what, I mean, well, from oh, what? Come on now, of course, now, wait a minute, wait a minute, Mike, wait a minute now. Because what I'm saying is, of course, what we see on media is going to be, you know, blacks running in and out, Correct. But there was a ton of video, not not just video we saw on the news. There was video, people live on the ground recording it with their cell phones. And if you looked at it, I mean, I'm there, I was there. I'm in Minneapolis. I'm from there. It was like 95% black, man. And well, it was you mostly saw. young people between the age of like 16 and 24. It was like high school and college age young people for the most part. Well, from what, what you was. saw, right? From what you saw yeah, what with I your saw. eyes. Yeah, and so what everybody see, I'm not giving you my opinion. Me, hold on, hold on, hold on. You can see the video. Okay, but but what you're saying is there were no other ethnicities involved, no white folks involved at all. I didn't say there were no white folks at all. I'm okay. saying the majority were black people, like at least ninety percent, especially okay. in Minneapolis, where I was at. When uh, when the, when the, when, it came, when it came nighttime after that police station got lit on fire, it was uh, a, it was a ton of young black people from the north side of our city that came down and then they just started hitting every store because think about the stores they hit. It was mostly cell phone stores, clothing stores, shoe stores, electronics, you know, places like Best Buy or like a Target. And that's uh-huh. all they were hitting. You know hmm. what I'm saying? Okay. So they, look, I mean, I, look, I understand as a black person, some people like to feel like we don't want, you know, they want to they make their people look good, but you got to call it like it is at some point. You can't sugarcoat it. Because the whole no, country saw it. It wasn't like it was hidden. It was on national news everywhere in America, on tape, like in Chicago. Remember, you know, the Magnificent Mile in Chicago right there in downtown where they got all those mm-hmm. high-end stores? Mm-hmm. It was on tape. All these young people rolling up with their cars, running their cars into the store, busting the window open, everybody hitting everything. You know what I'm saying? You can't get around. You can't get away from that. We can't sit there and say, well, because we're black, we're going to sit here and try to act like no... Our people weren't out there stealing and lighting stuff on fire when they did. No, we. I mean, come on, now, Mike. We can't. We can't say that. I, I'm. I'll be honest with you. No, I can't say that. 
That'd be dumb to say something like that. But what I am saying is I don't think the percentage is as high as most people believe it is. I do believe there were some others that were involved that we would never know about that were sent in to do that. And the reason it was sent in to do that is to change the narrative from a peaceful protest to um, looters and rioters, and they can't protest without tearing some things up. It's not about being a narrative. It's about what happened. You know but what I mean? Yet, it's not like it's, it, the news, it's not the but, news but, media but, that was that was making people run up into stores, run out with a handful of stuff, and then twenty minutes later the store's on fire. That's not the media doing that. That's people did that. But the, media the media just reported but, on what happened. Now let's look at that, Mike. Okay, let's look at that. Okay, they're showing people running it out, then 20 minutes later, it's on fire. And that is all what the media is showing you, correct? Not so, just the let media. Me, we got, we got a Mike, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying now. So, from the last things you see is blacks running in and out, then you say about 20 minutes later, the store is on fire. So now, just from that visual... The, the the narrative has become, see, they looting and they burning, but nobody saw who started that fire. Now, and uh, this is this is why I'm saying no, this, no, Mike. There's, there's, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but you have there's, to understand, even with what happened last Wednesday in the the, the capital, there were those no, that I'm were there to help him starting the fire. Huh? No, there was on video them starting to fire. Remember, because they had the they had the helicopter over the police station, and it literally showed them starting a bonfire in front of the police station. And then once the cops ran, they busted in the police station and started and lit it on fire. And then they took the fire, and then they were running around throwing like pieces of wood lit on fire into all these stores. It's on video. Okay, Mike, Mike, I'll, I'll tell you what you do. Can you find that video? You can go look it up right now. Yeah, it's all over. You can look up look up the Minneapolis protest, the police department lit on fire. Just type that in on YouTube. You can see there's tons of video on it. Look, I just got a um a text that says there was a video of a white woman walking out with bags. The reporter said she's probably an employee trying to save the merchandise. Could you believe something like that has happened? No, that's irrelevant for what I'm talking about. Like, in the, and I'm just going to ask you, brother, okay. be, be real with me for a second here. But, but just be real with me for a second here. Are, are you are, are you trying to like are you trying to make it sound like it wasn't a ton of black people involved in the in the looting and in, in, in the arson? Are you trying to make it seem like it's almost like you're trying to deflect or like act like oh well, that wasn't us, that was somebody else doing it, and the media's lying? Are you trying to say that? Yes, I am saying that to a certain extent. But when I'm oh, trying to get Wait a minute, Mike. Wait a minute, Mike. What I'm trying to get you to understand that everything that is shown now, you say you've seen this yourself, right? Yeah, I was at ground zero in Minneapolis. I was there in person okay, when you it went down. Ground zero. So all you saw were black people looting and destroying things. I told you, it was ninety percent of what I saw were young black people running around looting and lighting stuff on fire. Of course. Okay. All right. Well, I just have to take your word for it, Mike. 
But I'm not saying Bro, you that. You don't have to take my word for it. It's on tape. Okay, it's, Mike. It's, all right. There's so all much, right, Mike. Bro, there's so much video of of that of the of the looting and the, and all that because you gotta remember nowadays everyone's recording with their phones. You got you got helicopter video over the top, like above the ground, recording everything. There was more video of this than there was video of the L.A. riots for back with Ron King. Remember that whole thing back in the early nineties. There was way more video now. So anybody and anybody listening, anybody who's who's trying to float this idea like, oh no, you gotta understand, this is just a bunch of white people doing it, or this is this people doing it. No, bro, you can't you can't say that and people take you serious. Because the whole country saw the video. You can't okay, hide just, that. Just like the whole country If we're going to be taken serious, we got to be honest. We can't be disingenuous and try to act like when our side does something wrong, oh, you got to understand it's not real. And then, and then at the, on the flip side, when we criticize the Republicans or the conservatives, or something, and then now they're going to look at us like you guys aren't being genuine either because you guys, when your side did it, you acted like they didn't. And what they did wasn't real or wasn't serious or you got to understand they were infiltrated. Come on, man. You got to be consistent. You get what I'm saying? Otherwise, you're going to look like a hypocrite if you don't. Well, Mike, you know, people are going to have their opinions anyway. But honestly, I do understand what you're saying. And I'm not saying that the damage that was done – uh, during the Black Lives Matter Black Lives Matter marches, I'm not saying that that wasn't bad or it shouldn't have happened because it shouldn't. However, what I am saying is right now, those you know those are two separate. Um, I'm looking at the reasons behind those, the purpose behind them. You know. Black Lives Matter uh, the marches were in response to innocent black people being killed. Okay? Does, what happened? Yeah, I'm, what not, happened? I'm, not, I'm not asking you to compare the causes. No, no, the no, 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 but that's that right. So, Mike, if you just look, but if you just, Mike, if you just look at just the top, yeah, they look like, okay, yeah, they were rioting over here. They were rioting over there. Okay, it's the same, just different people. But you can't do that. No, no, That's no. What, I, what, I'm I, what I'm talking about is psychology. We're talking about human beings here, right? But so, yes, for example, in, in 2016, so let's talk about 2016. After 2016, Democrats were feeling like some type of way because they felt like that election wasn't legitimate, and they claimed that it was the Russians helping Trump, and they called Trump an illegitimate president. And they said they demanded an investigation. It led to a two-year, $48 million investigation. It's a Russian collusion. You get what I'm saying? Now, it's interesting because I'm an independent. I'm not on either side. I, I, th- I think they're both corrupt. But when it, that's why I look at it the way I do. I, I, don't, I don't play this whole team Democrat, team Republican game. So when I look at it, I'm seeing in 2020, I'm seeing now it's the Republicans' turn to say they feel like a, an election has some fraudulent stuff. They don't think it was legit. They want an investigation. And they're upset. And now the Democrats who did the exact same thing in 2016 are turning around and pointing the finger at Republicans saying, oh, you can't say that it wasn't legitimate. You're going to destroy democracy. And I'm like, bro, this is a bunch of hypocritical stuff because you got, you got groups of people doing one thing. And then when another group of people that they disagree with do the same thing they did, now it's a problem. That's being hypocritical. And anyone who's independent, who's not on either side, can see what I'm saying and know something is true. The only people that disagree with me are the people that are either 
Team Democrat or Team Republican, and they only see their side do good and only see the bad of the other side. But anyone who's independent, you see both sides do bad, and you realize they're both full of it. They both do the exact same thing, and they point the finger at the other side for committing the same action that they do. That's why I'm done with this whole political thing. But as a, as a reasonable people, we got to get to that point and step back and realize we got to say it's, when something's wrong, it's wrong. If something's right, it's right. And stop pretending like it's different when they do it and it's different when we do it. Okay. Mike, I don't know how often you listen to my show, but you you just said the same thing I have been saying since I've been doing my show. And that's that's what this is, a dog and pony show when it comes to those, when it comes to Congress and all that. Yes, they, they, they do the same thing to each other. That's why one of the reasons why Trump has acted the way he has after the, the election, knowing good and well he lost, because that's what the Democrats done to him. And what you have to understand also is as it go along, you're going to see they're going to continue to do the same flip-flop. That's what they do. I'm not. I'm not arguing that point. I'm an independent as well, and trust me, I look. I think I. I, I do good. Trust me. But what I'm saying is, you know, with your analogy, with your comparison of the Black Lives Matter thing and what happened Wednesday, last Wednesday, you know, basically you saying a ride is a ride. White folk did it over here. Black folk did it all during the summer. So it's, it basically comes out of wash. And and I just feel that you cannot say that because the purpose behind them were different. The intentions were different and the narrative was different. That's what I'm saying. No, what what I'm saying is it's not the it's not the reason that they started I'm concerned about. What I'm concerned about that's wrong is it's if if it, if you're gonna tell me that it was wrong for the Trump supporters to run up in the Capitol and bust the windows open and go in there beating up cops and, you know what I mean, trying to trying to arrest some politicians. I agree with you that's wrong. But on the flip side, you got to say it's also wrong when Black Lives Matter was busting in the stores, stealing everything they could see and lighting stuff on fire and breaking into people's homes and stealing the stuff and lighting people's cars on fire. That's both wrong, right? You agree with that, right? Okay. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I agree. But rioting is wrong. I agree with that. Even when white group team, white group whites do it when their team win, you know, they go out there and tear up the streets and it's just called oh, a celebration. Uh, you're, I mean, you're doing it again, brother. You're doing it again. No, I'm, just, I'm just putting facts out there. I'm just telling you the, the facts. No, I, I hear you, but you're, you're trying to, you're trying to like, I know it's what you're doing. And I understand where you're coming from because, because, it's, because it's out of love for your people. I, I respect that. I understand where you're coming from. But you got to be real now. You're saying what you're saying because you're trying to minimize what our people did because you don't want us to look bad. And you, I feel, you, I feel where you're coming from, but you, but you got to also be honest and be like, bro, they committed billions of dollars worth of damage. It wasn't some small thing. It was all over the country. They were breaking into every high-end store, any store that had shoes, that had clothes, that had phones, that had TVs, that had some PlayStations and some Xboxes. It's a food. They were going in it, man, and they were tearing it up, bro. That you well, did not, I mean, come on, man. That, that was that was embarrassing. Yeah. I don't care. Look, I understand for us it's shameful, but we got to be honest. We can't sit here and act like because our people did it. Now we're going to pretend like it ain't that bad. Come on, now. 
<laughs> you, as I said before, you can't say that because yes, it's horrible. It's it's horrible. I agree with you on that part. But then again, I have to look at the other part too. When you keep people down so long, and you know they live in a part, the first chance they get to, you know, some people that they go and do, they go and take what they want. I mean, that's not right. I mean, we can have that same argument about black on black crime in Chicago. Well, I mean, Los Angeles. I mean, it's the same argument. We can't just keep overlooking that, and I've said that quite often on the show. You can't. That would that that wouldn't make sense. That's not logical to do that. Okay, uh, so I'm, right. I'm in and, 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 and it makes your, it makes your opponents. It gives your opponents an argument against you, right? So, for example, if you point to the other side and accuse them of doing something wrong, and then they can turn around and look at you and say, "Well, when your people did this, this, and this, you all y'all acted like it was okay." So now, how are you guys going to turn around and then point the finger at the other side when you side did the same thing? It makes you look like a hypocrite. You get what I'm saying? You got to be consistent. I understand what you're saying, but you have to understand. You have to understand what I'm trying to get you to understand also. Okay? Yes, rioting is wrong, but the reason behind the rioting was different. Equality, yes, there's some some bad stuff that happened, riots, they looted, what have you. But then again, you have a group of white people having a rally by the president, his children, his uh, general, I mean, his uh, lawyer, riling the country up, keep telling them we have to take our country back. We won't stand for this no more. We will not concede. So you have to look at yeah, the message that's, that's behind exactly those the words. Those... They did the exact no, same no, thing. No, 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 no. I, I can no. show you video. I can show you video on Maxine Waters. You know the congressman out of California? You can look and, it up okay. right now. Okay, she answer me this. She gave, she I, gave I, a rally. I know what she's saying. You remember what she said? She said, confront yeah. anyone involved with the Trump administration, run them out of the stores, run them out the restaurants, let them know they're not welcome in public. And there were Democrats all over the place saying that. There were Democrats talking about, you know, if, if we don't get an investigation, we're going to go to war, we got to do this. I mean, that was crazy. I remember it because I got a whole bunch of Democrats in my family <laughs> and people I know. They went crazy after 16. They were talking like, I was looking at them like, what's wrong with you people? It's not that serious. So I understand now why Republicans do the same thing because they're both the same. It's just that, yeah, people, like with that. that. people like to pretend that, you know what I'm saying? So you and I, we're both independent. You know, we're not playing this whole cheerleader nonsense that a lot of people get caught up in. So we see the BS or what it is. But now when it right. comes to the issue of, when it comes to the issue of Black Lives Matter, I'll put, I'll make it personal. Like my aunt's restaurant, she it got it got burned to the ground. It was in Midway in St. Paul. They burned it. You get what I'm saying? And, and she hasn't okay. been able to rebuild it. And I right. know a lot of and there was a lot of black-owned businesses that got destroyed completely. I mean, I'm talking about people put their life savings into it. This is not to not to mention people's cars got lit on fire, people's homes got broken into. You had. You have mothers and children scared to leave the house at night because you got these maniacs running around the street doing going crazy, and so we got we got to keep it real and be like, yo, man, it's wrong no matter what. Because imagine if imagine if it was your car that got lit on fire, or your home that got broken into, or your stuff that got stolen, you're not gonna accept it if they say to you, well, you gotta understand, brother, we were just angry because of an injustice. You'd be like, that's some BS. Just because you're angry about something, don't give you the right to break into my property, take my stuff, 
and destroy my property. That make you would never accept that. So if you wouldn't accept it, why should other people accept it? Okay, I got you, man. I I I understand what you're saying, and people are going to be people. They're going to look at it whatever side they're on. That's why I always say you have to look at both sides and you have to dig deep into what you're trying to to read and figure out. You're right, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm not arguing with that. It's a sad thing that so many black businesses, small black businesses got burnt. It is. And I've come on the air and I have gone off on, you know, that, that particular thing right there. When we ride, we tear up our own. We do. And law enforcement steps back and allows it to happen. They draw, they have a, ba- a, a boundary at a certain spot in the city, you know, depending on where the riots are. And anything in between that, hey, it's open, it's open season. Not often you see it happening, you know, on the other side of town, though. It's usually in, in the inner city or downtown areas where a lot of businesses are. Is that coincidental? Mm-hmm. Depends on what, what how you look at it, but I agree with you, man. I do, but I, I as I said before, I do believe listening to the speeches and things that were given that day. It, this is what happened um, last Wednesday. It, it is more dangerous than what happened over the summer. It really is because of the mindset that that was. Um, the minds of those individuals that were at that rally. That's all I'm saying. Trust me, I looked at it both ways. I looked at it both ways. You know, because I started the show when I, when I said Black Lives Matter, that what they did over this week, uh, over this summer, then you have what happened Wednesday. They both classify as a, as a riot. So is a riot a riot? Is it, is it the same thing? You can say yes, it is to a certain extent. Until you get to looking at what's behind it and the reasons behind it and the ideology of the individuals involved. And then that's when... It could have been, been the same thing. It could have been the same thing if, for example, because the, the part of what Black Lives Matter did that I kind of agreed with, that I was cool with, was when they, when they attacked the police station. Because my whole thing is, right, and let's say you got a beef with somebody. Let's say you got a beef with, with me, for example. But you go around and knock out some random dude down the street because you're angry at me. That don't make any sense, right? And so my whole thing with Black Lives Matter was, if you're going to do that, take your, take your anger with the people you got the problem with. So when they attacked the police department, I was like, you know what? I can understand that, and at least you're addressing that. Now, but when they turned around and started attacking innocent people and, and businesses and people's homes and cars that got nothing to do with it, that's where it became a problem for me. So, like, on Wednesday, when these... You get what I'm saying? So on Wednesday, when these were Trump guys, when they went to the Capitol, at least they took their problem to who the people they got the problem with. Now, if they turned around and started attacking random people down D.C. and breaking into stores and stealing stuff and lighting people's cars on fire, then it'd be, then it'd be different. But at the very least, they, took, they, they kept it with the people they got the issue with. And then for me, that's at the minimum, that's what you got to do. Because I, I don't feel sorry for these politicians. Screw them. They should get their butt kicked. Just like I don't feel sorry for the police. And what they did to George Floyd, they should have got that police department burned. They deserved it for what they did to him. You get what I'm saying? But okay. I'm just saying keep it with the, keep it with the people you got a problem with. Don't take it out on innocent people. 
If you can do that, okay. I'm fine. You know what I mean? That's okay. where I'm coming from. All right, I agree with you there. I have you. You get no argument out of me there. Not at all. <laughs> so, see, we're thinking the same. We're just saying it differently, I think. But thanks, Mike, man. We're in overtime right now, so that means I got to get up out of here. But um, we're going to finish this conversation Monday because I'll be back on the air Monday. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have to go a little deeper into this. So, Mike, if you can, call back Monday at 2 p.m., man, and we'll, we'll continue this conversation because I think this is something that needs to be had so we can get some type of understanding. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate you letting me come, come on. You have a good one. Come on. No problem, man. Thank you. All right, y'all. Yeah, that's that's going to do it for us. Oh, my goodness. What a great show. What a great show. Um, I hope, you know, made you think a little bit. If you have any comments you want to send me, no problem. You can send them to my email at ericletslettstalk at gmail.com. Or if you have any other ways of contacting me, you can hit me up that way as well. Uh, let me know what you think about the show today. You know, if you're not following the show, you can go on the, the, the main screen, hit follow, and that way you get a notification when I um, come on the air. But once again, I want to thank everybody for joining me. It's been fun. I'm glad I'm back. And I hope you're glad I'm back as well. And uh, Sadat, good to see you, brother. Thanks for your, your your support. It's always good to see you. You know, I love the way you think. And I'm proud of the way you've grown as well. Uh, yeah, I said it nationally, internationally. So, you know, I'm proud of you. All right. So that's going to do it for me today, man. Beasley, thank you, my brother. Person of thyself, thank you as well. We're going to get up out of here. And um, like I said, I want to thank y'all for hanging out with me today. It's been fun. And we'll be back Monday at 2 p.m. Central, Lord willing. And uh, I'll see y'all then. going to take y'all out of here with something that is really true. Because this country has been hit by a smooth criminal. And ain't nobody realized it yet till now. All right. So until Monday, 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, this has been Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk, saying have a good one, man. See you Monday. We're out of here.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.